What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio post-holidays. So Tim and I jump right in, cover our Christmas and New Year's extravaganzas. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I would say extravaganzas. Yeah, yeah definitely. The happenings. Um, and then I kind of kick things off with talking about I'm prepping for my very first jiu-jitsu tournament, which I'm excited for. Then I go into, I recently watched the documentary, You Are What You Eat on Netflix. I talk about things, talk about things that I thought they promoted that I agree with, things they did really well. I also had some qualms, so I get into it. I go through the study results, but I have questions and I talk about who they promoted and who the investor is behind that product. Then I go into business updates. Quick one here. I talk about my my one trainer working uh, for me, training clients, doing a killer job. And then off the dome radio, we have a book coming out end of Q1 of 2024. So be on the lookout for that. Book talk, I wrap up with Atomic Habits by James Clear talking about getting 1% better or worse every day for a year. Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, hope everyone is having a good start to 2024. Appreciate you spending time out of your day with us. Um, It was good to be back in the studio for our first episode of this year. Um, I give an update on my first doubles pickleball tournament at the 5.0 level, so the highest level uh, before professional. So give my takeaways from that weekend um, and some things that you can take in your own life based on the takeaways that I got from that. So a good discussion we had there. Uh, for business updates, I talk about some things I'm doing with my website. I'm talking about some new resources I'm creating for people, um, specifically people who are transitioning into a new field. And then I also talk about what to do and how to approach breaking into a new field with no professional experience. And like three or four things that you can do to get that job that you want and get off to a good start in that field. Um, and then in the show with Book Talk, um, Ikigai, um, which is a book that was sent to me as a Christmas gift. It's a book that was so good that it ignited a passion for reading in me again. So I talk about um, four things that could be present in your life and what you're doing for work um, that will create that flow and that Ikigai. And I'll, I'll talk about that and some things I, I learned from that book. So yeah, thanks again for joining us. Um, First episode of 2024, episode 220. Enjoy it. First episode of 2024, right? First one. First so yeah, first episode. I like the snap to the corner of the room. First one. Yeah. <gasps> first one. Yeah. We're back. Dude, uh, how are the holidays for you, Tim? It was good. A lot of time yeah. spent with family, which is good. Kind of uh, some time to relax. Nice. Know, not look at the computer for a day. Uh, those days are always nice. And we had pretty good weather. Yeah, so, it was pretty nice over the holidays. Yeah. In it's, the Midwest here. Yeah. It was Such funny because when I, I went to Fort Wayne for my dad's side of the family, mm. extended Christmas, or yeah, Christmas party in Fort Wayne, and everyone's like inside. I didn't ended up not doing the gifts exchange, but it was funny. All the adults are like in the building doing the gifts. And then I'm out there just throwing the football with like the little cousins. Yep. Nice. <laughs> the all-time quarterback. Yep. I was like, man, get, get me outside. Sports. Get me out of the stuffy room. I got to do things. I'm yeah. I'm I'm that uh, I'm that family member. So good. I mean, someone's got to take that. Though. Yeah. There's got to be that one guy. Yeah. Ah, Tim's that guy in the family. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, recess. Uh, count me in. <laughs> so yeah, recess good. every day. Yeah. Um. So when you do your holidays at home, is it 
actually relaxing or is it stressful because there's so much family? How is it for you? It's pretty relaxing. Yeah. 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 So the one in Fort Wayne, it's a, it, we actually, my dad has a big family and a lot of cousins. So we do it at the Concordia Lutheran college there. So it's like a college campus and they rent they out. Run out a whole college. Yeah, they, okay. The whole, yeah, the whole campus for us. No, they, they rent out Fuck like a students, bro. <laughs> they rent out like the, like the, uh, the Atherton Union of this college that they rent out okay, that they cool. rent out that building and so it's pretty spacious and there's say, a lot there's a lot of things to do and yeah if you the thing about like parties or gatherings is I feel like it could be stressful but if you have like that one corner conversation that lasts like 30 45 minutes with one of your yeah, other cousins yep. it makes it all worth it I feel like yeah. you can have that one quality over quantity right if you have that one conversation it's like oh this was a good party mm-hmm. we talked about this this and this yeah. yeah same at like normal parties yeah like at a friend's party it's like oh, i don't want to talk to like half these people or you don't know anybody mm-hmm. then you have one good conversation with someone you didn't know then it's like 30 minutes later oh shit i guess i'll yeah. stay a little longer yeah yeah i get what you're saying yeah because like nowadays like i don't say yes to as many like parties and stuff mm-hmm. but that's just one of those lessons where You'd be going to a party. You have low expectations, like ah, oh, this is just another party. But yeah. if you just find that one person that finds that one commonality with you. Just yeah, can make or break it. So yeah, it was good. How was your good. holidays? Good man. Uh, it was good. We also ours is super chill. Yeah, like I go home to relax. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dad had a pacemaker put in, which is like I guess not a big deal surgery. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he did that day after Christmas. Merry Christmas, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like. Um, so we like can't drive for two weeks. My mom's oh. like basically his Uber. Yeah, there and you he's go. he's always he's working, doing stuff. So he, uh, yeah, kind of forced him to slow down a little bit. But which is good. It's good timing for yeah. that. The holidays. Yeah. Relax. I also just like to keep it going. Yeah. Like I was I was up there for a few days, and then that was like you know four or five days. Could have been longer. Mm-hmm. But after so long, I like my routine again. Mm-hmm. I like you know, how my days are going to go. I, I don't get as much work done when I go visit, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. It's kind of half the mm-hmm. purpose. But there's, there's to a point, I'm like, I got to work. Yeah. And I feel bad working if we're trying to hang out as a family. I don't want to do that. So right. I do like getting back into the swing of things. But I could have used a few more days. Yeah. But it was good. I had a New Year's Eve wedding for a good friend of mine. Um, grew up with up at the lake. So... That was New Year's Eve. That was so I went back to my folks for Christmas, came mm-hmm. back and worked for a few days, went back up the following weekend, had the wedding, saw a bunch of folks, good time. Um, but I just drove back to my parents. So I stayed up there again, drove to the wedding, drove back. It's like an hour each way mm-hmm. up in, up in uh, Naperville. So it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just drove good. to Tahoe and shit. Had yeah. a good time. Yeah, yeah. good. <clears throat> so. Yeah, holidays were good. I'm kind of glad we're past it. I don't hate the holidays, but uh-huh. I'm glad we're past it. Yeah. Like, it's nice when, all right, everyone calm your shit. Mm-hmm. But especially on the road, dude, people, like, forget that uh, others exist <laughs> during the holidays. Like, oh, tis the season of giving, but I'm going to cut your ass off here. Yeah. Yeah, but, man. <clears throat> when, when the holidays, you have to, like, strategically schedule when you're going to the store either like early morning because mm-hmm. if you go like middle of the day it's crazy out there yeah good luck yeah good luck it's warfare yeah um i'm gonna go there right when it opens type of guy yeah just to s- save the stress yeah but sometimes you, you gotta go to a bunch of places some places open at different times yeah mm-hmm. it gets stressful out there yeah the early morning grocery run is is clutch 
late night too. Yeah. Like yep. opposite ends of the day. Like yep. with an hour left till they're closing, good time. Yep. Within the first hour and a half, good time. Mm-hmm. In between, stay home. Mm-hmm. Stay mm-hmm. home. Just yeah. don't. Just don't. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, holidays were good. Good. Um, yeah, I am sore though because I'm training. Uh, I got a my first jujitsu tournament next week. Mm-hmm. So been hitting that extra still doing all the ways mm-hmm. so my body's mm-hmm. a little beat up tim yeah so um i'll get like a massage before then i'm mm-hmm. gonna have doc dr owens um best chiropractor in indy he's gonna adjust me take care mm-hmm. of me like the mm-hmm. day before and so i'm uh, just gonna go and feel as good as i can yeah ready to rumble dude. i love it yeah besides the massage and like the adjustment from doc mm-hmm. Is there anything different you're doing with your practice routine or like anything? I've increased some frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some one-on-ones with our instructor just to kind of game plan, strategize. I've never mm-hmm. done it. So, yeah. you know, I don't want to go in completely blind. And so doing things like that, just fine-tuning some techniques, parts of my game that I just adapted to mm-hmm. and just kind of going over those things. We had a few competition classes where it's, you're going the whole class. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty quick, it's exhausting, and you're moving. You're yeah. attacking, you're getting attacked, you're practicing your passes, your takedowns, everything, but it's constant. So by the end, you're just smoked. Yeah. But it's good. Yeah. Um, and this is Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. For the yeah. audience. Yeah. yeah. So um, those few things have changed, but other than that, not too much. I'm still kind of rolling like normal. I take that back. I have tried to go a little harder mm-hmm. in some roles just to get my get used to like me increasing my pace because mm-hmm. usually I like to, you know, a lot of us we're just kind of working, playing around. We're not going super super hard mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, we do. But um, outside of that, no, I'm kind of treating it the same. Okay. I'll probably not do much next Friday. I'll chill. I'll do a one on one I think on Thursday, mm-hmm. and that's not going to be super hard. Uh, just fine tune, and I just want to feel good. Saturday, good. yeah, um, I'm gonna start creatine loading mm-hmm. week leading up to just extra energy stores. Um, I just do it for a week, then I'm back to normal dosing. Mm-hmm. So, but I will kind of almost double my creatine dose every day. Okay, leading up. Okay. So yeah, just because it helps with energy stores, I want to make sure muscles stay hydrated. You know, I sweat and lose a lot, so. Um, I just stay on top of my magnesium, my hydration, little extra bit of that. Day of, um, I'll have a good breakfast. I'll have, I feel like I'll be able to eat more in between these events than when I do like CrossFit competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll probably take some protein bars, more liquids. This is when I'll utilize like some candy, like just fast sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll have some fruit, also faster sugars. Uh, but I'm not a big eater on any sort of competition mm-hmm, day. Mm-hmm. I just it's fluids and let me recover. I'll probably take yeah. my massage gun, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, nice. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I I, I just I want to do well. Obviously, like you and I were competitive people, right? And um, I just I hold myself to a high standard. I'm hard on myself, but I'm I've been visualizing finishes and and where I'm gonna oh, end I, up. I yeah, so it. I just like every day I'm like okay. This is how it's going to go. I'm going to get this sweep. I'm going to pass this way. And it's one of these attacks. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm just trying to do everything I can. I, I just want to come out swinging and have a good performance. Yeah. Love it. Do you, When you visualize, 
for me, because I do the same thing with pickleball. Yeah. And by the way, I love that our show has evolved into like, we have like an our own segment now where like I do pickleball, you do Brazilian jiu jitsu, and we oh, and yeah. we there. I love the fact that we've kind of evolved different things of our show. And yeah. This is kind of one thing that's come from that. Um. Yeah. One. Well, yeah. When you visualize, usually I visualize like when I'm falling asleep. Do you like? carve out time to visualize or is this just like passing through the day you'll visualize the stuff or do you visualize it at a, visualize um, in the shower visualize when you're going to sleep like do you any specific times when you visualize this it passes through the day yeah when daydreaming so it yeah if i start to do that when i try to sleep i tend to stay awake <laughs> yeah because like you think of a scenario that. right yeah. where Get the it, blood boiling. Yeah, dude, your your heart rate picks up because you think of a scenario and you start getting kind of juiced up, like mm -hmm. your cortisol starts to rise. So I try not to do that at night, like because that's different than if I were to just meditate, right? Like that's calming. So um, usually throughout the day, sometimes in between like rounds at the gym, uh, sometimes when I'm just lifting weights, driving, um, a lot when I drive actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just kind of visualize every piece of it start to finish. You know, sometimes I'll throw in like, at what time am I going to get it? But I don't want to do that because I don't want to think it, it has to be by that time. Mm -hmm. That's irrelevant. <clears throat> but um, I do visualize like, hey, don't get in, in a bad spot with like 10 to 20 seconds left. Or mm -hmm. don't be super down with 10 to 20 seconds left. So I, I say time-wise, that's probably the only thing I visualize. But yeah, in terms of when I do it, it just throughout yeah. the day. Yeah. You know, shower, whenever. It just yeah. kind of comes to mind like, mm, this popped in my head. All right, let me finish this thought. Yeah. On how I'm going to finish this person. Uh -huh. Yeah. Watch, I'll get smoked. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you said something about strategy without giving away too much. Yeah. Is there any like specific things you focus on with the strategy aspect or like sure. variables to consider? So, I mean, and that's what I was working with drew on and he's he loves strategy he's really incredible instructor but um like over the last year and a half that i've done this i and and guys have told me this too you sort of just adapt to certain things from sweeping someone off their feet taking them down when you're both on your feet mm -hmm. you just kind of adapt to things you like and feel good to you um same with you know certain submissions that chokes or you know with a, an ankle or an arm you just kind of gravitate to certain things yeah and i have a couple chokes that i really like to gravitate towards you know we've learned so many different things um but there are just a few staples of mine so it's kind of okay how are you going to get to that point mm -hmm. what are you going to do to get there and then we're thinking points too because it's like <clears throat> it doesn't have to be by submission there are points as well that you can win and lose by so mm -hmm. um it's kind of getting out of certain spots that i find myself in a lot how do i avoid that how do i get out fast to a more advantageous position and you know finding gaps in my game mm -hmm. and then you know hey what what do i favorite what do i favor okay here's my list how do i get there where do i struggle how do i get out of that how do i avoid that what steps do I take if I see it happening real time? I'm in the middle of it. Like, what am I doing to react? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Good. Okay. that's kind of what we're doing. Uh, just fine tuning and just having a game plan. I've mm -hmm. had a lot of guys tell me that have competed tons of times. They're like, hey, just have a game plan mm -hmm. and you'll be better off than a lot. Like, just don't go in 
oh, maybe I'll try this. Like, know what you're going to do and, and do that. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, I have, I favor certain chokes. Um, I favor certain arm um, manipulations, if you will, uh, different submissions, arm attacks. Uh, and then I do like one, like I like a straight ankle lock. It's one mm-hmm. ankle lock I do mm-hmm. favor. So, but that depends if I get in the most ideal position, then I'll go for that right away. But, you know, some things you don't get points for trying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, uh, but it's been fun. So we, yeah. we strategize everything, like what I lean towards, what I struggle with, and how to use all of it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. I can't wait to uh, have the ep- the post uh, competition episode to hear your takeaways. Yeah, should be good. Yeah. I'm sure I will have plenty, regardless how it all ends up. I'll yeah. have takeaways for sure. Good. So I'm excited, a little nervous, but I'm excited to compete in something again. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh yeah, no, it's that's it's, it's yeah. good for the soul, man. Competition. You get it. You yeah. Get it. Yeah. Yeah, something to work for. It's good. So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what else is going on, dude? Yeah. Um. Because I got business updates, then pickleball. I'll just jump to pickleball. Yeah, let's now, jump to pickleball. And then we'll do we'll transition to business yeah. updates. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so since I p- went in a tournament uh, January 5th and 6th, mm. my first uh, 5.0 men's doubles tournament. I played Hell singles yeah. in the same tournament. Um, went 2-2 two and two in singles, got 7th out of 17. Went 1-3 and three in doubles, 13th out of 20th. Um, and then on that Sunday, same weekend, played in a different tournament. Whereas like a four, your team is four people mm-hmm. instead of two. Okay. And you're playing against other four person teams. We got first out of 12 in that one. So nice. that was a good, so not the outcome we wanted in the first tournament, yeah. but the, it was good to end the weekend on a high note. So yeah. yeah. <clears throat> four good. at one time, that's got to get a little busy on the court. Yeah. So how it works is like, you have like the tennis court and then you have two pickleball courts on either side of the tennis net. Right. So your match you can only do one match at a time. So it'll be when you're playing against a team, there's two men and two women on each team. Mm-hmm. So the first match is the women and the women go against each other, the men and the men. And okay. then the next one is like the mixed doubles where gotcha. one man and one woman goes against one man and you play those matches. And so okay. whoever wins the most of that wins. Nice. So yeah, different format, but yeah, it was, it was a good weekend. Yeah, at least a lot, lot of good takeaways. Ended on a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What uh, What are some of the biggest things uh, that you noticed uh, from this tournament? Like from singles, doubles. Mm-hmm. What are your your big takeaways, and what are things that uh, maybe you and I can work on? Yeah, as well. Well, first off, I want to say your uh, this was especially useful during the Sunday tournament because it was a little longer. Mm-hmm. It was like the full day. Yeah. Your meal plan of like, tell me what to eat the morning of and during, mm-hmm. it paid off, especially on Sunday, just because I sustained energy. Dude, I'm hooked on rice cakes now. Because, <laughs> because of you, I put a little peanut, sometimes I put peanut butter on them. The I get the apple cinnamon ones and yeah. I put the peanut butter on it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll put yogurt on it sometimes too. Okay. But if I'm like on the go at a tournament, I'll obviously eat it plain. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, I wrote, so I, I journaled about this, but my biggest takeaways is like, this was our first, on Saturday, this was our first 5.0 doubles tournament. Mm-hmm. I, and I was looking, I was doing research on the opponents heading up. A lot of these teams have multiple years of experience playing in this. Okay. So a lot of these teams are more experienced than us, more skilled, especially with like spin, shot selection, and just, yeah, those were like the main things. And what it taught me is like, and this isn't anything, whether you're like applying for a job, you're 
underqualified for or going against an opponent that's more experienced than you. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you can really control is you got to do everything in your power to outwork them leading up to the event. Because, you know, if someone yeah. has experience, someone else has less experience, you have to somehow close that gap. Like, you only have 24 hours in a day. Right. How many of that are you spending preparing, working on shots versus what they are? Mm-hmm. And so, for me, like, the next tournament I play in, I just I can only control what I can control, my preparation. So, yep. I want to outwork them and prepare harder than them for next tournament so that I can minimize that gap yeah if you will yeah for sure that was the biggest takeaway yeah and then more strategic with my practice so like instead of just going through the motions doing drills mixing up different types of drills adding points or gamifying drills Mm, yeah because when you when you drill just a drill or do a you practice a shot it's different when you're practicing with a partner and you guys are playing to some type of score or points. Sure. It simulates an actual game situation, puts pressure on practice, and it just gets you more in the flow within your practice when you're, you're playing for something. So adding that in and then um, s- stretching is something that was on my goals for this year when I wrote down is I want to stretch for at least 30 to 60 minutes a day, every day. You told me the stretching has really helped your it game. Is, it is complete, yeah. And I just yeah. want to share, it's like, it's amazing. I, I stretch when I wake up before I leave for the gym. And then when I get, and then I stretch at night before I go to bed, mm-hmm. and then I stretch before and after any workout or playing session. So cumulatively, my goal is to stretch at least sixty minutes a day. Nice. So maintaining that like is it. my biggest takeaway because I feel like I just, I remember my first five tournament. It was a singles tournament, and like, I hadn't been stretching consistently. Mm-hmm. It was in Cincinnati. The whole drive back, I was cramping. I couldn't even walk. I couldn't oh. even move. I was walking out. We stopped at a restaurant. I was walking out of the restaurant, cramping in the middle of the restaurant. But like, that's awful. Now, like present day, fast forward, like three or four months later with stretching, like I just I feel way much better out of, after my tournament. So being being consistent with that. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, the fourth one is like just being more of a student of the game, trying mm-hmm. to watch more videos, trying to watch the highest level of pros play, take notes on what they do, mix it into what I do, and then. The night before when I'm watching instructional videos on YouTube or watching these things, writing down specific things I want to work on the next morning for my drilling session. So like, nice. Nice. I think if I can just do those four things, mm-hmm. uh, practice harder than them, be more strategic with the practice, stretch more, educate myself and apply things I, I'm learning. I feel like if I can just do that consistently, I'll be able to close that gap. Yeah. So. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Do you take any magnesium? I do, yeah. Okay. Brett, Brett's got me on that, cool. so we, we take that. Cool. that that's vitamins job, in the morning, Brett. and also thanks for the link and the recommendation for the creatine too. Because oh, yeah, I've never dude. taken creatine in my life. Creatine's Been taking it for the last month. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm liking. It. I'm noticing. I'm noticing. I don't know what I'm noticing. I, I feel better. I, I mean, my I look better. With yeah. The, the muscles feel better. Yeah. Those are like the general things, but it's Which, been good. It's. Yeah. I mean, some people will notice more. Like you're already what I would consider like elite athlete mm-hmm. uh, compared to like most average just gym goers mm-hmm. so for you to feel a noticeable difference like it's got to be pretty significant because yeah. you're very in tune with things but you know what you just described i mean muscles are probably a little more hydrated mm-hmm. um i mean your strength you've always been a pretty strong guy but that could go up to mm-hmm. um, maybe at the same rate it already was. Again, it just depends. You're doing a lot of good things already. Yeah. So, like, if you took someone at zero and gave them a couple workouts 
three, four weeks, then gave them creatine, like they would probably see a bigger change, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you feel good, looking good. Um, how, how was your energy over the tournament? Good. good. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it would help with that too, because it yeah. helps create energy stores. Um, so yeah, another yeah. big component of, of creatine, but I love it, dude. It's mm-hmm. the safest, most, um, researched supplement we have mm-hmm. on the market. Yeah. And for the record, there was no scoop in that bag. Is there supposed to be a scoop in that brand? Yeah. There's so, supposed to be Brett a scoop. Brett looked, I looked, there's no scoop in there. Hmm. It's weird. Suspect. It's weird, dude. <laughs> Bulk supplements. So, My man's needs yeah. a scoops. No, but no, thank you for that recommendation. Yeah, it's been of good. course. And yeah, just for the, like... I'm watching the way these pros move. I, I need to be stronger if I want to mm. get to that level. So yeah. that I do need to get stronger and yeah, it's been it's been good. So yeah. okay. Yeah. Good weekend of pickleball. Good. For sure. Good. Glad you had takeaways and yeah. first one at five oh. Feel like that uh it just you get a different feel of it. Mm-hmm. So this first one I think you just needed the feel of five oh. It's probably just a little different than like four and four five. Oh it's it's I know you got a, different a, world. a new doubles partner too. Yep. So our first tournament together. So yeah, yeah, you go up from here. Working things out. Yeah. Uh do you like your new partner? I do. How, how's that been? Yeah, it's good. been good. Um yeah, you should talk to him sometimes. I think I'm not sure if I told you or not, former bodybuilder, he did that for like six or seven years. Yeah, I think you did mention uh, that. very like smart cerebral partner. Yeah. Like he's and yeah, he's very in shape too. So like the physical aspect and moving like yeah. there's sh- shots and riskier shots and aggressive shots I can go for knowing that he can cover nice. the empty space or weak side and for going that because he's That's yeah, good athletic. So yeah, good, good partner. Have. Yeah. And good. like, just like off the court too, we're always sending each other videos and like things we're learning and nice. Yeah. He, he's, he's also a student of the game. Good so. chemistry. Yeah. 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 And I always want to work with someone who's like, Always trying to get in the gym to be better. Mm-hmm. Always, always say yes when that you ask him to practice. Yeah. That's the type of partner he is. Well, so. He's a competitor too. Yeah, like yeah, so for sure. He know he knows the the grind. Yeah, it's good. Good. I'm, I'm glad that's been working out though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Seth's a good partner. Our, our next tournament is uh, February third in Owensboro, Kentucky. Men's five tournament. I'm excited. How far away is that? It's a little under four hours. Damn. Yeah. Is it southern part of Kentucky? Uh, or is it like- I'd have to look. I've never been there, but yeah, it's it's a Saturday tournament. Go I'll go down on Friday because I don't like to drive long distances the same day I'm playing. I'd yeah, smart. Go through my normal routine. So yep. go down on Friday, playing the tournament, and then Brett, she has some family down there, so hmm. she knows some places. There's this place called Moonlight Barbecue, which is an all-you-can-eat barbecue place. Oh, so yeah. think of what Tommy except barbecue. Get up in there. I'm so looking forward to the protein load after the tournament. Oh, yeah. So that's, I, yeah. I'm trying to – am I more excited for the barbecue or the tournament? I don't know. Hmm. Tournament. But, yeah, the barbecue would be a close second. I would <laughs> – barbecue tournament. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be it'll be a good tournament. Good. Another – like you said, like you got your tournament coming up. Yeah. You need competitive events to, like, work towards just to make the drilling yeah. and the process worth it. So. Yeah. And it's uh, – not everyone does, which is like – He's like, you don't have to compete to mm-hmm. keep moving up and getting better. Like, if you want to, cool. If not, like, there's no pressure. Yeah. But I'm just, I need something. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like to compete. I, I need that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I haven't had, I haven't competed anything for like a year and a half or so, maybe yeah. two years. So I've missed it. Like, I need, yeah, I need it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But, uh, man, I watched, um, 
this new food documentary on Netflix, You Are What You Eat. Okay. And I had a friend and client uh, ask me thoughts. I was like, oh, I, I saw it on there. I have not watched it. So I watched, I watched You Are What You Eat. And there are things that I agree with. They, they add some good info. I also have some questions and a couple issues. Okay, let's hear them. So um, I thought it was very well done. Also, first uh, off, nice like word question. I'm looking at your show notes that you sent me. Mm-hmm. Questions and qualms. I like. That. <laughs> I just like that word. I don't know. But yeah. Well, because I want to like, I like I'm trying to be better with, with my choice of words of like, <laughs> do I have issues or do I have like questions of why wasn't yeah. something... And so I like yeah, to elaborate. What are the, what, know, what are the questions and qualms yeah, you had so from this? Also, you had very good outline show notes, by the way, too. Oh, thank you. That it did inspire me to make sure mine were a little cleaner than usual. <laughs> Actually, I gotta change my answer. So, one of the biggest things I agree with, they were talking about fish wild caught versus farm raised, mm-hmm. and how wild caught is infinitely better. Doesn't have as much risk of disease, uh, little to none. It's just fresher. It looks healthier than farm raised. They will inject dye into farm raised fish. Like salmon mm-hmm. is the easiest one, because a wild caught salmon, even at the store, is this bright, bright like pink orange. Like mm-hmm. it just looks like a healthy color. You put that side by side a farm raised, and the farm raised looks sick, and mm-hmm. usually because it actually is. Yeah. Um. So wild caught over farm raised. 100%. I love that they had that. Um, they they talked about there are some bad actors in farming where they will spray feces over the fields. And there's this one case in North Carolina. There are people that live close by. They've had feces like sprayed onto their actual home. Mm-hmm. They would hang close to dry, gets on close. Like it's just, it's a biohazard. Yeah. So that... Uh, I agree that that needs to be to be fixed. I know that is a very expensive and huge undertaking to fix, but what can we do? I'd be interested to get our friend, um, the farmer we had on, phenomenal uh, Nick, Nick Carter. Carter. Yeah, yeah, I saw uh, regenerative regenerative farming. I would love to get it, his thoughts. His name came up. Thoughts yeah. on all this, um, but I also agree. I think we should all eat more plants, fruits, vegetables, less processed foods. You know, to what fits your your body what you break down the best you know obviously fit that to your actual food choices but i think we all need more fruits vegetables less processed foods Mm -hmm. i think that is you really can't argue with it because processed foods are pretty much the biggest crux Mm -hmm. um things that i did kind of have a question or a qualm with they so i'll outline this would be good they took uh, twins. I think 20 total twins, 10 pairs of twins, and they did everything from blood, urine, stool samples before, during, and after. One of the twins was going to be on an omnivorous diet, which contains meat and animal products. Mm-hmm. The other was on a vegan, so zero meat product or zero meat and animal products. And so they did it for eight weeks. The first four weeks, they provided the meals. It was a nice plug for Factor, who is a uh, meal prep company mm-hmm. so they were factor meals oh yeah okay i've got an ad for those yep we're gonna get more since we talked about it yeah so first four weeks they were given all their foods pretty easy the, the second four weeks they had to prep all their foods too so then you have a variable of are they as strict and consistent um so one question i had in regards to that they did not disclose exactly what each meal consisted of so 
I have mm, I have the question of when they did labs, did they pair the correct types of foods to fit that person's blood? How they break things down? What they mm-hmm. break down the best? Were all those meals designed in that way to make sure it is as optimal as possible for them to function on the best possible diet, or did it only matter omnivorous versus vegan? Mm. Which is kind of what I saw from from what was shown. Maybe I, I misunderstood, but all I saw was omnivorous versus vegan. Here you go. I didn't get a real good breakdown. They would show, oh, we're doing sweet potatoes, this fish, that. But it wasn't, here's each meal based on their blood type, based on what we think they'll, they'll methylate and break down the best. Mm-hmm. Did not see that. Um, they showed the farmers with some you know poor way of doing things, spraying feces, all that. But they didn't also at the same time credit farmers doing it properly there was one where he kind of changed from chicken farming to mushroom farming Mm. and how he was able to transition that which was kind of interesting Mm -hmm. but they didn't show any farmers like doing it regeneratively Mm. regeneratively there we go yeah that's good (laughs) that's a tough one nice done um but that you know those choosing vegan or vegetarianism for ethical reasons cool do your thing but eating all plants too also kills more living things than eating animal products. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you're still destroying wildlife and, and living things, animals, their homes, all that good stuff. Then talk about that. Um, you know, vegan or vegetarian, there's a lot of processed food still mm-hmm. with, with that. Like you can be an unhealthy vegan still. Um, and then the really the real only solution that they kind of pushed was to stop eating meat and animal products altogether. Mm. When it's like, you know, let's talk about grass-fed and grass-finished beef. Mm-hmm. How about pasture-raised eggs? Because yeah. free-range, like, you get, like, a little box for them to move in. Pasture-raised are more ex- uh, expensive, but they actually get to be out. Yeah, that's what we – when it comes to eggs, which we eat every morning, yeah. that's what we prefer, so pasture. They, they didn't really talk about that either, which yeah. I'm like, there are still really good sources of certain proteins and animal products uh, the brain health, I'll go through this pretty quick. In the, the vegan side, they saw a less risk of Alzheimer's and stroke. Um, and they said that's because of eating more plants. They mm-hmm. didn't say eating only plants. So my question, if someone on an omnivorous diet just added more plants, would they reduce those risks as well? Mm. Uh, things like that. Same with like cholesterol. The vegans went down some omnivorous diet kind of stayed the same within normal ranges so they had that they had an increase in good bacteria with veganism um, which is like how much is going to be too much even too many white cells which fight infection in our body is is not good for you Um, so there were some advantages that the study showed in terms of eating vegan Mm -hmm. i just have questions if you added more things like that to an omnivorous eating person would they also reduce risk of certain diseases Mm. Um, you know, I, I just, there are certain things where this was very well done. I'm not trying to completely like, oh, this was shit. No, it was good. I'm glad I watched it. I learned some things. It was helpful. I agree with some things. I just have questions. Yeah. And to where I think, I think they're reasonable questions where let's nitpick every single thing. And then here, here's all the, here's all the info. Take your pick. Cause Dr. Sean Baker, who started like the carnivore diet, also sees crazy good health markers, incredible weight loss in overweight people on a carnivore diet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and I'm sure they're talking, you know, the source of the meat. So if he had a, a documentary, 
you probably see farmers doing it really well, very well sourced beef and, and protein. So those are my questions and qualms. Too. Okay. Yeah. 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 Long winded. <laughs> no, yeah. that I appreciate lay, laying all that out. I mean, uh, the biggest thing that I, the based on what you said is like, do research behind the food you're eating. Like whenever yeah. you buy a brand, regardless of what, especially meat, protein, like do research on that company, what their process is, and just mm-hmm. understand the process behind it. And then, yeah, just be in, obviously eat healthy, but more importantly, like be in tune with like how your body feels when you eat certain foods too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think doing research on anything that you're going to put in your body is key. So for sure. And it's nice. Like what there's, there's a lot of documentaries, a lot of research out there, but um, the good like brands or companies that you buy from that their food, like, they'll be very transparent about their process. So you always want to do your research. So yeah, yeah. no, that's and good. Appreciate you sharing. Yeah. They quickly plugged Impossible Foods, which Bill Gates is a massive investor in. Ah, I'm just throwing that out there. Ah, okay. Just, I mean, because he's big on lab foods. Yeah. And it's like lab food versus nature food. Yeah. I, I mean, you you know where my vote lies there. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you, you put a New York strip in front of your boy. It's getting put down. <laughs> <laughs> We need a. I, I thought at one point new, about new sound a, of, new. a sound effects board. We don't need it. Tim's got the sound effects. We should just put that in the intro of all our episodes. Is that what now. it sounds like when you're eating steak? That's what it sounds like when I'm eating those eight eggs per morning. Eight eggs. Uh, six to eight, depending the, on the morning. These vegans are gonna want to put a do a study on you, Tim. <laughs> eight eggs. That's like smoking four cartons of cigarettes, Tim. Yeah, man. And I, I, I'm going to get into my morning routine, not on this episode, just for time purposes. I'm going to save it for next episode, but we'll, we'll talk oh, about it. We'll, we'll talk so much time. No, let's rip no, it. No, 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 no. You're good. No, 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 no. Let's rip I, it. No, for sure. Um, just all you need to know is that I eat a lot of eggs in the morning and yeah, I feel energized. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, biz <clears throat> updates, Tim. What do you got? Uh, yeah. So let me see. Pull this up here. Yeah. So a couple things. Uh, still working on my website, like continuous improvement with my own website. <clears throat> timallersmeyer.com um putting new putting new <laughs> if you f- didn't hear that it's timallersmeyer.com <laughs> see if you can spell that last name uh and then with the website doing content revamp revamp with seo optimization adding some service pages uh establishing a consistent blog presence so putting out consistent blogs um and then just putting like new free free resources on there and then uh yeah and then Going off like the service pages, trying to find like more extensions on my services that I can do. One thing that I've added lately is LinkedIn and blog management. So like mm. doing like managing a company's LinkedIn page, whether it's posting stuff on there, optimizing their current page, and then and writing blogs for them that nice. can go on there. So yeah, trying to find like my, yeah, and doing it for like minded companies that intersect with what I do in career coaching, resume writing helping people transition into different fields, whatever. So like recruiting firms, HR consulting companies, training companies who are mm-hmm. developing internal employees. Uh, so yeah, companies like that. Um, so yeah, those are the main things that I'm doing with the with the business and the service offerings. Um, and the website looks good too. Thank you. I did go to timallersmeyer.com. Yeah, I'm very proud with how far it's come. Because I'll say like with the website, with anything – the toughest thing is getting it on, like getting it started, getting everything laid mm-hmm. out. So I decided, I know we discussed this a while ago, but I paid someone to just get me an online footprint, just yep. get me the website, yep. lay out everything. And I knew over time I would go through and refine the content. Yep. I would improve things about it because I can use Squarespace pretty well, mm-hmm. but 
with anything, the toughest thing is starting. So mm-hmm. that's my advice for people is like, if you really care about it, you'll budget money to pay someone to do it who can who can save you time and at least get it rolling. And yeah. then you can obviously imp- improve it or take take what you've paid them to do and make it better and integrate yeah. it into whatever you're doing. So And think about the return on paying for a website. Like yeah. you can have how many how much traffic come through there. Yeah. by ranking SEO. More mm-hmm. posting blogs is free. Yeah. Like that's that's free easy SEO bumps. Yeah. to get more traffic to your site to start <clears throat> returning that investment. Yeah. So, yeah, so that and I I'm going to give him an ad right now. John Swanson. He's John the one Swanson. who did it for me. If you need Anyone who uh, to do your website for your brand, hit me up and I'll connect you guys. Look at that. Does it just well. He works fast too. Tim the connector out here. Yeah. Just people helping people. I yeah. Love it. And so, and then going back to the free resources that I've added there and things mm-hmm. I'm working on, because I'm going to transition this into my career tip. I'm going to bundle them together. If that's yeah. okay, then I'll bundle. switch back to you. Bundle away, dude. Uh, yeah. Create new free resources. Flow. So what I've been doing is I've been going back through the hundreds and hundreds of people I've helped and documenting and doing a little like tallying of which industry transitions have I helped. So whether mm. it's someone from going to education to sales, someone going from, okay. the mil- from the military to civilian life, trying to document and finding patterns as to the transitions I've helped mm-hmm. and creating free guides specifically for those specific transitions. Yeah. So it, so doing like and make him hyper specific, not making it general for a career transition, but doing it for this field to this field, trying to see which ones are the most common. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm developing right now um, for that. And that kind of transitions into my career tip is um, what should you do if you're trying to break into a new field and you don't have experience or you don't have a job in that field? So here's some things that you can do to to do that. Um, I think the one of the first things you can do is network and find people who are in that field and talk to them so just this could be just one person but the ideal is like if you can talk to like three to five people whether mm-hmm. it's connecting them with on linkedin asking your friends and family if they know someone in this field and asking them like what's made them successful how did they get into the field what problems have they run into um and then ask them for advice going forward just be like given the current state of our times and everything going on in this industry what should i know going forward to look out for so i would say talk to those people first and then at the same time or maybe after this or simultaneously whatever educate yourself whether it's through paid degree paid certification or free courses like linkedin linkedin learning skillshare coursera um, and educate yourself and then take what you've learned whether it's from those informational interviews that you did with people um, or things you've learned, and just create something. It yeah. could be like w- whatever field you're in, whether it's an artistic field or whether it's a data-driven field, like create something mm-hmm. from what you've learned, a hands-on project. One, one thing right now is like write a one-page like white paper or case study, not case study, white paper or article Top 10 takeaways from five experts in the field of sales nice. from those. Yeah. So that's like an example of something yeah. you can create. Um, and then once you've interviewed people, once you've taken education, once you've created things, that's when you can add it to your resume. It's totally fine with a resume if you've never had experience in that field or had a job to put self-directed projects you've done related to that field. So you can have a section that's work experience and you can put the stuff you've done in the past but you can say relevant projects and experience and create a different section 
with the things that you did hands-on. So putting that in your resume and then final step is send that resume out. Connect with people who work at these companies, who work in these positions and be that, make that connection, whether it's talking to someone about their experience working at that company, um, whether it's getting an idea of what that company's culture is like. This is when you'd be more strategic about talking with people who work at companies who could have jobs that you could do with this information. So. Yeah. Man, I think that that tip of how to get into a market you've not worked in yet is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, because you see it all the time still. The question of how can I get a job when you want five years experience when I just graduated? Like they mm -hmm. can use it for that too. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, transitioning fields. Oh, I really want to do this, but I, my degree is in X. Mm -hmm. And so just showing that initiative, like at a certain point, you can teach anyone almost anything mm -hmm. outside of like heart surgery. But like yeah, yeah. For, for people just wanting to switch careers, they might think that they have a disadvantage if their degree is not in that very specific thing. When reality is like most people's degrees aren't in what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's phenomenal take on how to transition, but build experience to put on the resume mm -hmm. to try to capture some of their, their buzz and keywords yeah. in that job exactly. description. Because that's what the game is, putting skills, keywords in your resume, yeah. and you can do that strategically. And like going off, if you're, if you're trying to get experience in a field you've never been in before, mm -hmm. when you reach out to people, reach out to people who own companies or own their own brands that deal with what you want to do and offer to do work for free. So, I, I mean, you're going to have much more success when doing work for free for someone and saving them time using those skills. And that, that legitimizes what you can put in your resume even more. The mm -hmm. fact that you did it for a business owner, company, whatever. So think about that too. And who knows what they might offer you for yeah. doing that. Maybe they don't have room or fun, funds for you to mm -hmm. pay you. Maybe they do. Yeah. Maybe it's like, uh, we could pay you. It's like, if you want to do it for free first, which I think is, is good as well. And if it's really good, you do a bang up job. They might want you to come on and do all their stuff. Yeah. You never know what yeah. just trying to add value to someone will lead to. Yeah. Like Carter caps. He, he worked for Ryan McKeever for free. Mm -hmm. He's like, I just like this industry. Yeah. Lived on the farm with him. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's man. That's really good. Yeah. I had another question. You, you talked about updating, like doing LinkedIn uh, pages for people as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, is <clears throat> there any certain thing that, well, I guess it's kind of all of it, but if an employer is perusing a LinkedIn page, is there one specific area they're going to first that you know of? Like, are you talking? It, are you talking about when an employer is looking at an individual's LinkedIn profile? Yes, yeah. yeah. Like, because um, if someone's like, oh, I think my LinkedIn page is, is good. Mm -hmm. But is there one area where people should put a lot more focus on? Is there something an employer is going to look at? Is it relevant job experience? Is it content you're producing? Is there one, like, the number one thing on the list? Yeah. Good question. And you got to put, when you're creating your own LinkedIn profile, you have to put yourself in the mind of the person who's vis visiting your profile. And when someone pulls up your profile and they're scrolling through your page, think about what are the first three things they're going to see. They're going to see okay. your profile picture. They're going to see your banner photo. They're going to see your headline of what describes you on the profile. And then as they keep scrolling, they're going to see your about you section mm -hmm. where you introduce yourself. 
and then they're going to keep scrolling and they're going to see the work experiences. So I would yeah. say like the biggest things are your headline of your, like what you describe yourself in less than 10 words, mm-hmm. what that is. And usually most people put where their current job is, but yeah. that's one thing. And then the next thing is the about you, what makes you different? What are some things about you? What are you trying to get out of LinkedIn? Those mm-hmm. are some of the things you can okay. put on there um, to get people interested in you. And then the experience, like what do yeah. you put, not only just putting your experience there, but going a step further and writing a description about what you did at these places. And I'll say this, like when you're building a resume and when you're building a LinkedIn profile, the difference between building the two experience sections is with the resume, you're putting bullet points. With LinkedIn, you're mostly putting like a one paragraph summary about what you did there. Mm, So you don't wanna just, I mean, it could be effective to copy and paste your bullets and put in your LinkedIn. Yeah. But think about, put yourself in the mind of the person who's reading your profile. Like make it a little shorter and maybe you do put bullet points in but i only put like a couple like one two three bullet points make it shorter because people Mm -hmm. are scrolling fast so yeah i would say that and then like there's optional sections of a linkedin profile you can add like one of the things you can do is there's a featured section Mm -hmm. where you can upload links of like if there's things on the internet about you you can put links there Hmm. if you have documents like a resume or or an article you've written you can attach documents and that's an optional section. So if you put stuff into that section, that will also show up at the top of your profile. Oh, nice. So that's one thing you can do as well. Yeah, so if someone has a portfolio of things. Exactly. Perfect. If you have a personal website, you can put the website as a link there. Yeah. It will show up the first thing people so like, see. For example, carouselformatmeyer.com. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I imagine if someone needed this done for them, they would just have to go to timollersmeyer.com. Timollersmeyer.com. <laughs> Just gonna put that as an Beautiful. ad, do a mashup. <laughs> yeah, that was a good question. Yeah, cool. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, that helps me too. I'm always thinking because like LinkedIn has, it's got weight to it. Yeah, LinkedIn's powerful. Yeah, you got me on the LinkedIn train, and it's gotten me. Uh, yeah, got me good like connections. Yeah. So, and if you're like, yeah, like if if you scroll to the home feed and look at some of the posts, sometimes they can be a little over the top and there's a lot of things on there that people are posting, but mm-hmm. just in general, like the LinkedIn post feed compared to like Instagram and Facebook, LinkedIn's going to tend to be a little bit better for information sure. for your own, like personal development, more positivity yeah. compared to the other things. So if or, you're just or looking, at least interesting. Yeah. Things. If you're looking, if you're someone who's like looking, if you're trying to cleanse yourself a little bit of social media this year, <laughs> but you still like want to have something to scroll through, which I get like LinkedIn is, is a good place to, to do that. Cause you can educate yourself yeah. positivity and you'll just be more happier overall if you see more positive things. Yeah. So something if to think you, about too. If you want to get angry in four seconds, just open Twitter. <laughs> X, yes. I yeah. guess. There you go. Yeah. But yeah. What do you, any, do you have any business updates? I got real quick updates. Um, with, with the coaching, I've noticed that I've started to do more blogs regularly. And that has, I can't definitively say yet if it is what brought in new business in the last month, but that is the only change. Mm -hmm. And I had multiple people reach out to me that have never met me, not a referral, whether a Google search or or just website. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I know you were talking about blogs earlier. We've talked about blogs offline and it's just... 
it, it is a must. Like mm-hmm. written content is still so powerful. It's one of the most powerful things you can do for any business, mm-hmm. written content. So mm-hmm. that is really my my new focus is being consistent on, on more content. I'm still writing books for entrepreneurs doing that. Um, see how much longer I do that. It That does take a lot of time. So the more I see with, with the coaching, like, like, well, let me just hammer more time on that mm-hmm. and, and get more business. But outside of that, you know, I got I got one employee, a personal trainer that he trains clients for me. That's going really well. Uh, I've, my clients are loving him. So things are so far working out well with that. Really pleased with how, how he's been doing. Um, and then we got, Tim and I have the book coming out end of Q1. Yeah. So we're on our third round of ed- edits. And yeah, it's making its way. So be on the lookout for that. Similar to Tim Ferriss' Tribe of Mentors, where each chapter is someone in particular. So our first book here, they're, by the end of it, they might be five-page chapters. Mm-hmm. I think we have 14, between 13 and 15 people that we're highlighting. So we'll yep. have 13 to 15 chapters, whatever the number comes out to. Um, so not a terribly long book. Quick read, value, not just a recap of the episode, but also takeaways of what that person did, differences, stuff that they saw really helped advance them in their life and career. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, we got that coming Mm -hmm. out this year. So stay on the lookout for that. We'll keep plugging that. Um, Other than that, ready to get down and nerdy with it? Oh yeah, for sure. Do you want to lead? Sure. Why not? I'm already yapping. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, you're you're in the flow. For for whatever reason, Atomic Habits, the 1% math that formula one percent better every day has resurfaced quite a bit from books i'm writing for other entrepreneurs usually real estate investors somehow this gets trying to play footsie bro sorry just ask sorry (laughs) that's i'll say yeah stretching out (laughs) um getting one percent better every day and so we talk about one percent you do all the time you post just one percent each day and so I was like, well, I keep seeing this. I might as well talk about it. The The math of getting James Clear, he breaks it down. And I had to look at it twice. Math is not my strongest suit. But eventually it did make sense. If you get 1% better every day for a year, just 1%, whatever that is, maybe you, know, you work on a technique a little longer for um, one of your hits in pickleball. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you, 10 more minutes on the dink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe I, I do one more round of rolling with somebody just to mm-hmm. focus on one thing. Whatever it is, 1% every day for one year, you will get 37 times better at that thing. Mm-hmm. 37 times better. So 1%, it sounds so minuscule. Oh, I can do 1% every day. All right, prove it. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I can go to the gym once a week if you're at zero. I can do it once a week. I'm going to go for three. No, do one and then see. Mm-hmm. And then go to two. If you get 1% worse every day for one year, your knowledge and skill in that area will go down to almost absolute zero. Mm -hmm. So 37 times better or absolute zero Mm -hmm. in 1% changes. And that is the power of 1% incremental changes over time. Mm -hmm. So it's not overnight. It's not zero to 100 for a week and you're 37 times better. No, 1% every day for a year or 1% worse every day for a year. That really puts things into perspective. James Clear. James. James. <laughs> oh, James. <laughs> oh, James. Oh, James. No, and I, and I want to <laughs> add something to that as well is the just the com- compounding effect. Because I think yes. most of the things that you decide to improve on, 
because you decided to improve that thing, you're probably going to get better at other things because you hmm. improved that thing. No matter what like it that. is. Yeah. And yeah. there's many examples you can take. But I just feel like you, you might get 1% better at that thing, but there could be indirect benefits because you did that. For so sure. Think about that too. I mean like discipline of doing 1% better every day. Just the, di- yeah. Just now you're more disciplined in that. You can be more disciplined in other things. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave my dishes in the sink. I'm going to put them in the dishwasher because now I'm more disciplined. Yeah. Yeah. And because you decide to go to the gym today and work out, you you just, you have more energy to do those dishes later. There you go. And you have the, the functionality yeah. to do it. I mean, it's just like small things like that. Yeah. 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 I, yeah great point. But yeah, it's crazy. That's all I got for That's book awesome. Talk. I love that. Yeah. Atomic Habits, good book, 1%. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Wrap it up for us, Tim. Yeah. So I'm going to make, yeah, make it quick. Um, Ikigai, the book Ikigai. I've I, never heard of this. I was looking through your notes and I, I didn't even know how to say it. Yeah. So what they do is a lot of this, this book is there's, I can't remember the name, but there's people on earth who live over 100 years old. And when you're living over 100 years old, it's like there's some term for it. But there, like a there's centurion, also, or am I thinking centurion? Yeah, no, that, no, that's, that's, a, that's a Roman thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it starts with C E N T because it's 100. But obviously, people who live above 100, they're doing things right, something right. Like they're something. they're eating they're eating right. Yeah. Um, and there's areas of the world where concentrations of people who live over 100 live, and they're called mm. blue zones. So this book traveled these blue zones, interviewed people, took takeaways. And I, you may have seen this diagram on social media. And the one thing I want to talk about today is Ikigai. It's finding flow in what you do, but it's the, a combination. The book's main message is to create mental, physical, and social habits hmm. that allow you to do four things at once. Do what you love, do what you're good at, do what the world needs, and do what you can get paid for all at once. So... Okay. When, when you're doing something where Drop all the fucking mic, yeah, yes. Yeah. So when you're doing all four of those things at once, like that's what Ikigai is. That's what that's yeah. what. And when you're doing that thing, you're in flow, and it's just it's good for you. So that's the main message of the book. And like, I like that. Yeah. And the thing that, um, one of the examples I want to give is like, and one thing I took is stay active and don't retire. So mm. what that means is like, you never want to give up something you're good at and something you love to do because the four things: do what you love. Do what you're good at. Do what the world needs. Do what you can get paid for. Mm-hmm. Not all four of those things necessarily need to be present, but if you can at least get at least two of those, like you're doing, you're doing well. But yeah. um, stay active and don't retire is like if you are really in a career that you love, you'll never actually like want to retire because what you're doing is so right. meaningful. So right. just that like that concept. Um, and the example they gave is Hayao Miyazaki, which is a Japanese animator filmmaker, and he he's a manga artist and he's the founder of studio ghibli which is like a production company that create videos cool and the example they gave is he like he's one of the best at what he does and he was about to retire and he retired and then the very next day after he officially retired he shows up to the office goes into his office and he's just drawing and creating art mm-hmm. and everyone there who works for him at the company are confused as to why he's in there yeah but he truly loves what he does like he can never really get away from it yeah, and he's ret- cool. he's retired now he doesn't put out movies anymore obviously but he's still doing what he loves every day because he's not actually truly retired yeah because he's that because like what he's doing now like 
I don't know if this is the case or not, but he's not getting paid for what he's doing anymore because he's he's retired, yeah. but he's still doing what he loves and he's still doing what he's good at. So if you can and find what that the world thing, needs. Yeah. And what the world needs too. <clears throat> so yeah, I thought that was just a cool example and shout out Patrick Burns, my college roommate, for oh, shipping Patrick that book Burns. to me Look as a that. as a Christmas gift. And thank you for that. Wow. And because he did that. I'm like I like falling in love with reading again. So yeah. I'm nice, reading a bunch dude. of books now again. Nice. So thanks, Patrick. See, Appreciate you, brother. Patrick Burns just <laughs> starting fires just over the here. Ma- man. He's the man. Yeah. Just inspiring people yeah. from afar. He sends one book. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Small things no like free that. ads. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it could guy. Good book. Yeah. Sweet. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging. Uh, if you are liking the show, please head on over to iTunes and or Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Helps our visibility rank up in an iTunes store and Spotify as well. Uh, until next time, we are out of here.